Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? No, it's because your intro sucks. Please step out onto the curbside. Curbside Podcast, the podcast where we talk about cars and everything to do with cars. My name is Jeff. I drive a 2004 Honda S2000, and I am your Southern Californian Taiwanese American. What's up? Name's Parth, Baria, 2016 M3. You know how we do. Having a little That's snack. It. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Baria. Wait, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just weird to hear you actually say your whole intro all at once. So oh, I wasn't yeah. sure if you finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It usually takes 20 minutes. But anyways, so the other day, I was actually driving home, and guess what I saw it? A boat. No, I saw a Lucid. Lucid? A lucid the, really? Yeah. I did not expect that I would ever see a Lucid on the road. It looks nice. Which one is Lucid again? Okay, I remember. I don't like how they look. I've seen a few up here. They look like Buicks. <laughs> uh, they look like, like Lincolns or Buicks or something. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I, it was just wild, because... You know, I was thinking, like, we are living in a very interesting part of automotive history. Okay. We, we like to give a lot of crap about what's going on right now and whatnot. But, like, honestly, like, we're living through so much is going on right now. We're living through an entire shift of, like, going from internal combustion to, to electric cars. And then we're also, for the first time in a long time, seeing new brands mm-hmm. new cars show up on the street like teslas like rivians like lucid lucid <laughs> for the past who knows how long like you'd never have seen a new car brand yeah roaming around right. the streets really unless they're like some wild thing like the freaking slingshot with the three wheels or whatever but i don't really count those as cars like no they're not cars nope they're not they're not bikes either <laughs> I don't know what those are. I don't get the point of those things. I don't get it either. They're not fast. Mm-hmm. They're not expensive. They're not good looking. They're not a motorcycle. Nope. Nope. That's the big one. So what's the point? I kind of understand like the Can-Am, like the three-wheeler thing, the snowmobile with wheels. Oh, yeah. You know, that yeah, 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 yeah. I understand yeah. that because it still has handlebars. Like you still kind of ride it like a motorcycle. And it was funny because my friends and I, we were at Burt's. It's like a huge motorcycle dealership down here uh-huh. and we were like we saw the can-ams the those tricycle things and we're like what the heck is the point of this yeah right like why not just buy a motorcycle <laughs> yeah and then we sat on it and it was so comfortable oh really and we yeah and we were like we know what it's for now when you're old and you're <laughs> retired and your frail bones can no longer hold up a motorcycle you get one of those. No, then you get a, the, the Honda. What the hell do they call those? You know, they're like literally as heavy as a car. Oh, the, the bike? Freak, the Goldwing? Yeah, the Goldwing. <laughs> yeah, no, that. Dude, but that, you still have to balance on that. <laughs> oh, <big>, sort of. <laughs> but anyways, so we have the whole like new brands, electric car things. We're also going through like car companies bringing back a bunch of old names too. Yeah. What, just recently we got the Z. We got the Integra. We got the, like, other DeLorean? stuff. The DeLorean's coming back. Like, Supra's back. The Hummer's back. We sat in a period of time from, I would say, at, like, after 2008, where we were just sitting in, like, nothing, really. It was just boring. Right? Yeah, I guess so. The new innovations were the Prius. The new everyday car would be, like, oh, look, another SUV has come out. Wow, you, dude. You know, you know how Porsche, McLaren, and Ferrari every 10 years come out with their the Holy Trinity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really feel the last Holy Trinity really did mark the end for that chapter. They were like, here is three supercars based on a hybrid platform. This is the best you can do with internal combustion for a street car. That's what yeah. they did. 
You know, they're like, this is the best you could do for an atonement combustion for a street car. Literally, it is, because that's why they're called the Holy Trinity, right? And that's what it was like. After this, it's some sort of, you know, full electric, half electric, mostly electric kind of thing that, if you're talking performance-wise, that signaled the death of the internal combustion. That was the, the, the capstone. I really, I actually, I kind of agree with you in the sense that, in that, in, I, actually, I disagree with you, but agree with you. In the 2008 post era, I think we reached the max of the internal combustion. There was nothing left to do as far as street cars and internal combustion engine go. Yeah, no, like, I think, I think that's why during that period, we were all so excited about, like, supercars. Yeah. Right? And hypercars, right? Because everything else was just boring. It was. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, nothing exciting really comes from like your normal street cars. They just had like minivans, SUVs, sedans and whatnot. There were very few exciting road cars after yeah. that point, right? Like the S two thousand had died, the three fifty Z was near dead. The the only thing that was fun and affordable was a Miata. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Everything else that you could have fun in was a Porsche, a Lamborghini, a Ferrari. That's why we were so focused on like, wow, dude, Aventador, dude, yeah, Bugatti, yeah. dude, like Porsche, dude. Nowadays, we, we want other things now. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. Like now all the exciting stuff is actually coming off. Wow, check out that new electric pickup, dude. Oh, yeah. dude, the, the new like fast sedan, dude, like small stuff right like yeah we're, we're less focused more attainable stuff yeah <laughs> which which i mean maybe because a we're getting older but b like, I, that I was really... gonna be my next thing like is it <laughs> is it because of the cars or is it because maybe we've actually grown to realize i don't know i feel you know yeah, I feel like, like it's just i feel like it's what you said those cars hit their peak the bugatti came out for that we were chasing speed like the the most insane engineering we could do to make a car go over like 240 whatever fastest car in the world and feel comfortable and whatnot that was like a w16 massive quad turbo engine with like four radiators and whatnot that was the peak of that and then they did that again with the chiron but it's like you just kind of did it yeah. again and it was just a little bit or, it's, it's not exciting anymore like, yeah they Take your example and now just bring it back to maybe a more attainable cars. Yeah. Mercedes was throwing 6.3 liter V8s into their, their sedans. Like, yeah. what? And then you saw a V10. V Super <laughs> sedan. A V10 that sounded like a Formula One car. And then they put a V8 into the M3. Everything, like, they did it. They were like, this is as best as we could do for yeah. the street car. This is it. After this, we don't know because we cannot sustain this. Because regulations, EPA, nobody's going to buy that shit, right? Over time, the price of gas has gone up. Gas used to be, what, a couple cents? And then it's like, you know, it is what it is today. So over time, gas has gone up. So manufacturers are like, we're not going to be able to sell these cars. Most people, as, you know, they realize, like, the, the, the industry changed. People aren't necessarily focused on being the fastest alive on, you know, your local freeway. They kind of want other things. I honestly feel that whole, like performance and like super performance not necessarily like the hyper the hypercars the lamborghinis the ferraris the porsches the mclarens they'll always be here to stay they'll always be that kind of for that level of people but i'm talking like shit that's like the m3 level the m3 the c63 amg the audi s4s you know even america with the hellcats and shit like that right yeah. Like shit, the Hellcat, bro. Like that came out during that time too. And the, yeah. you got the CEO of Dodge now saying, you know, that's it. This is the that's the last hurrah, 2023 or whatever it is. After that, we're done making a supercharged V8. A lot of car companies have committed to that's it. We're not researching anymore. Yeah. Into internal combustion engines because it doesn't make sense for them. How many Hellcats do you see? How many yeah. M5s or M3s or Audi RS4s do you see? You don't, dude. Like, we came from, okay, like, well, let's go back to, like, the Bugatti era, right? Yeah. That was just size, right? Mm -hmm. V10s and BMWs, V12s and Lamborghinis. Dude, the Viper, I think the Viper came out. V10. The new, now dead <laughs> Viper came out during that time. And then right after that, yeah. started downsizing. V6s became turbo 4s. V8s became turbo 6, twin turbo 6s. Yeah. And then, here comes Tesla with electric motors. Being like, hey, we can accelerate just as fast 
as a quad-turbo W16 engine. And you don't have to buy gas. Yeah, you don't have to buy gas, and it's a lot cheaper. So why? That, I mean, that's where we are now. And you know how you were saying, like, Porsches, Ferraris, and they're always, they'll always be here to stay? Do you think it'll be, like, because of performance? I don't think so. Because, okay, so Top Gear, right, okay. interviewed um, Christian von Koenigsegg, the hypercar maker. It's, like, the only company left run by one man that's still making <laughs> that's cars. That's true. He's still making hypercars. <laughs> Ferrari's big company. Lamborghini's company, whatnot. Pagotti, I mean, he's a dude, but he hasn't made a car in years, dude. The last car he made was a wire, and it's like 10,000 years old by now. So Top Gear interviewed him, and I guess they were talking about electric cars. In specifically, electric hypercars. And what he said was electric hypercars need a reason to exist. And electric hypercars need a reason, okay. Yeah, because he said right now there's really no reason, right? Because there's you need it to have something different enough for it to justify being a thing. Like cause he was talking about how like performance figures honestly between like a Tesla model S plaid plaid still can't freaking say the name right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. I always say plaid plaid too. Or plaid plaid. <laughs> between the Tesla model S and the, the, the Porsche Taycan and whatnot. It's it's not really that different. Like cause at that point you're like splitting hairs, dude. Yeah. Once you're hitting like zero to sixty in one point nine seconds, like how much faster can and you go like how much faster do you really want to go dude one second like, yeah. like zero seconds dude i want to stomp on the brake i'm 60 my <laughs> eyes are like up my butthole dude that's where i want to like that's how fast i want to go and i'm like at that point there's like there's honestly like what can you do if the tesla roadster is just that a roadster a sports car then what's a supercar gonna be if it's electric. And what's a hypercar going to be when it's electric? Well, they launch F-18s off of aircraft carriers and shit, right? And it's like, uh-huh. I don't know, this much distance, and then they send a plane to like 150 knots or whatever it is, and that much yeah. distance. I want to know, like, comparatively, right? Like, if you take that distance with whatever speed it sends it to, and the, the pilot is, like, doing that shit, how does that compare to, like, a 0-60 to 60 time? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So if we can handle that, if we can handle a fucker being thrown off an aircraft carrier that fast, then maybe let's get a car up to that point and then we can stop. Just, right, that's good at that point. Okay, let's see, let's see. uh, F-18, 0 to 60. Let's see. (laughs) Off of an aircraft carrier. You need the catapult. (laughs) What is the fastest accelerating aircraft on takeoff? This is on aviation.stackexchange.com. I think that's someone a forum, isn't this. it? I think so. Someone asked this question. <laughs> As of... Oh, someone was asking this exact question. Oh, no five way. Years, five <laughs> years ago. As of February 2017, the top Tesla Model S has the fastest 0 to 60 time of any production car with the fastest 0 to 60 time recorded as of 2.28 seconds. This got me thinking. Is there any aircraft that, whilst on the ground, can achieve a 0 to 60 mile per hour time? <laughs> what do the good people of Stack Exchange say? See, someone did some, like, math problems on this thing, dude. Like, No way. <laughs> yeah, dude. Take the case of the F-22, assuming a 55,000 pound foot takeoff weight, no, pound takeoff weight, line up 70,000 pound feet of thrust at full power then breaks off and rolling we expect to see an acceleration around with parentheses 70 divided by 55 times 32.2 feet per second squared equals 41 feet per second squared by basic kinematic this assumes no friction from the wheels or air resistance during takeoff okay (laughs) Okay. by kinematics the jet would reach 60 or 88 feet per second in about 2.15 seconds so slower than a Tesla Roadster, supposedly, because the Tesla Roadster has yet to come out. Well, see, that makes sense because they're getting a lot of mass moving, right? Like a Tesla <laughs> Roadster, I need to see a semi truck go to sixty in two seconds. That's yeah. it, right there, dude. That's when you know you've hit that pinnacle of the performance. <laughs> so, so, what, exactly, so what's the point of having an electric hypercar? Then you got to have electric hyper semi truck. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so somebody hit up the boys in uh, Koenig saying, and be like, we need a 15,000 pound car. Go to 60 in two seconds. Then we've reached it. Yo, dude, that's when you get that Amazon instant delivery, dude. You, well, actually. You, you press the button, and then the van just comes crashing through your front door like, we're here. We're crashing. Come from Arizona. Cr- <laughs> Arizona. Well, actually, you know what you're going to see then? If this is our logic for, you know, we're saying that, you know, performance doesn't matter. Performance now is just kind of like, what are you going to do? Go faster? The Hummer. Yes. The Hummer is our case in point. That's a 9,000 pound car going 0 to 60 in less than 3 seconds. That is our case in point. Like, people need to make more noise about the fact that you have a small city block Going to 60 miles per hour in 9 seconds. <laughs> Honestly, like, because at that point, like, it's really, like... Because the thing about electric cars is, like, you could do that and have an incredible amount of utility. With hypercars and supercars, that wasn't the case. You did the speed, that's it. Why? Because half the car was engine. It was basically <laughs> a giant engine with two seats bolted to it. And then yeah, you shape basically. a car around it. Like, remember the super Legera phase? Everyone had, like, making the lighter version... Of their super yeah. fast whatever. Nobody yeah. does that anymore. Why? Because you shove an electric motor in it. And it's, you can make <laughs> 9,000 pounds move to 60 in three seconds. And, and you can still have an AC unit. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You don't, you don't have to delete the radio. You don't have to do the, all that stuff, whatever. I think even in that article I was reading about Koenigsegg, I mean, they're developing their own, like, in-house motor. It's, like, small and, like, yeah. it's, like weighs whatever and can make, like, 335 horsepower from, like, a tiny thing. But he's, like, even at that point, like, a couple kilograms really doesn't matter in a, in a hypercar, he, Mr. Koenigsegg said. It's, like, yeah. it's just, it's just, like, it, it is just splitting hairs. What do we do with all that? I mean, it'll just be straight line speed, too, also, though, so- now that I'm thinking. Yeah, that's true. You gotta make straight roads everywhere. That's the future. Then you could then you could have electric hypercars that go to zero to sixty in negative five seconds, dude. You they'll go still back put in a time, dude. They'll put a sixty five speed limit on it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> in this day and age, when you got a fucking Hummer moving nine thousand pounds to sixty in less than three seconds, why is the speed limit sixty five in most places? I don't know, dude. We could get a switch to Fahrenheit four fifty one. You remember Fahrenheit four fifty one, dude? Is that the one where he like burned a bunch of books? Yeah, they burned a bunch of books, but like yeah. the the rule there was like the future, right? There's like the future and they had speed minimums. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. speed minimums. Granted, no, I think okay. one of the characters uh, got ran over because of that, but we don't talk about that. Uh, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the problem is that we got the government doing the opposite thing with their noise cameras and their... It'll, it'll be electric cars, no noise. We're good. W- wasn't there another one we talked about last week or something like that? Or week oh, yeah, previous? the speed limiter thing. From oh, last yeah! Episode. Yeah, they want the fucking people to fucking make it from the factory that way. <laughs> like, how does that make sense? You're making, you're making fucking shit move faster. You're even moving, yeah. maybe an island... Move 60 miles per hour in less than three seconds. But then you have the government and all these other idiots wanting to slow down cars. Because let's be honest, 65 in California, it's a suggestion. Well, why do car manufacturers even bother with speed at this point? Or, like, making things fast? Why not just, like, fastest car they make is 65 miles? It just goes 0 to 65 <laughs> in, like, two seconds and it stops. Well, that's, that's it. That's, that's what they want with the limiters. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's like, all right, time to get out Boom, we're there. I was like, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, what you bring up is something that I was saying previously. Car people are going to go to the way of the horse people. Equest- equestrians. 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 Yeah. Have, it's been like 10 episodes and we still haven't figured out that word. Horse people. Yes. Where you, like, put on a boot and a fucking helmet and you go in the mud and you get on the horse to trot it around for a few hours and then call it a Sunday. Yeah, but what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to do that with cars? We're going to go we're gonna, onto the street we're and gonna, get ran over by a 9,000-pound Hummer. No, but it, we can because we can probably outrun it since it'll be limited. Oh, yeah. True, <laughs> dude, true. We'll just go 66 miles an hour. And then exactly. Because remember, it could go to 60 in less than three seconds, but it won't because limiters and restrictions. You yeah. can't put a limiter on a, you know, like a 
2004 Ferrari 430. So you'll wake up, you know, this is how it's going to go. You're going to wake up on Sundays. You're going to park your electric car that you have in your driveway, the one that's limited to 65 miles per hour that you drive every day. And you're going to pull out of the stable under the covers. Internal combustion engine. Out of the car. stable, dude. Yeah, it'll be in the stable. You know, you feed it hay and shit. You're going to open, you're going to open a cupboard. You're going to open a cupboard and in your cupboard you have a bunch of just jerry cans. A couple of them, you know? Uh-huh. And you're going to be like, ah, okay, going to go for a drive today. You're going to have a, a five-gallon jerry can, right? You put it in there, your neighbor's going to be like, hey, Bill, what you doing? Oh, just taking the car out. Oh, that, what, what you pouring in there? You know, what you pouring in there? Oh, that's, that's gas. Oh, that's, you know, I've never seen gas before, Bill. Can I take a look at that gas? Like, yeah, you can come take a look at this why, gas. Why, why are our neighbors like five years old that they've never seen gas before? Never seen gas. So, <laughs> it's just everything electric. So, you pour it in, he's like, wow, that's kind of crazy. And then you're going to go, you're going to put on your nice shoes and stuff like that. You know, maybe it's convertibles, you put on a hat and some sunglasses. And the same neighbor, Bill, is going to be like, oh, you got to do a lot of work, don't you, to get into that, to get into that museum piece, huh? You're going to start it up. Kids are going to be scared because they haven't heard that sound before. That's, that's the sound of chaos and intimidation. Yes. And also, at that point, they'll probably paint it as, you know, gasoline was the cause of wars and deaths and famines and World War Three. So they'll, they'll run, right? They'll run and they'll be like, oh my god, you know, the crazy neighbor, he started his, his, that thing again. You're going to go on your drive, it's going to last like 20 minutes. You park it up and that's it. You have a day. And then you just ruined a couple people's mornings, showed Bill what gas was. That's about it. I think it'll be like Mad Max. Like, like a watered down version. <laughs> you know, a watered-down version of Mad Max. Every- Only on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's not going to be like, oh, people are fighting for gas because people have their electric cars and shit. It'll be like, if you have a gas car, you store your own gas. And maybe you buy it from, like, the guy named Joe down the street who sells it at the back of a store for, like, $20 a gallon. We're going to be, like, film photographers. Yeah, That's people are going to look at you like. and be like, you're a hippie? No, they're going to call us hippies, though. Because I take the pictures with film, and, you know, ain't no one develops film near where I live. So I yeah. have to go down, like, an hour away yeah. to drop off my film and wait, like, two weeks for it to get developed. And then I'm, when I'm there, I have to buy my film, and it's, like, a dollar a picture. That's what gas is going to be like in the future. I'm going to drive Walt- to... Hey, real quick, offset. Here does a Walgreens do that? No, not they send it to like some place and they do a crappy job of it. But oh, I see. So like, if I want some good quality gas in the future, I'm gonna drive four hours to some dude out in the deserts of Vegas who has his own oil rig. He's just drilling it by hand and filtering it with some like I don't know, like fish filters or something. F- fish. <laughs> the funny thing is though, I okay. We're kind of, oh, obviously, we're over-dramatizing this, right? No, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll still need gas, because where the fuck are you going to get your electricity for your electric car? Obviously. Coal, dude. I thought you were about to say, like, fucking wind farms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, wind farms in my front yard, dude. You think you could make enough electricity if everybody had, like, a fucking big-ass motherfucking, you know, rah, you know, the shit you see out in, like, the middle of nowhere? The fans? Everyone has one. Yeah, just one big ass one to power their house, their car. One. You know, the house, the car, the their fucking you know phones. Depends A on where though, one. right? You live in like Death Valley or something, or where, where, well, somewhere with no solar. So that's solar for them. I I will say technology like solar, maybe like personal wind farms and stuff like that. If the government just subsidized it and actually really wanted to invest money into green energy for real, for real, instead of just yeah. actually just blowing smoke up everyone's ass, we have Tesla home. Yeah. And we've had it now for like a year. We're basically 100% off the grid. Like, yeah. And it, Tesla home comes with the, the battery pack, too. And what was this? Fucking like last Friday, right? Last Friday, I'm getting ready for work and I'm sitting on the shitter, taking a shit and I'm on my phone. And all of a sudden, I hear, well, but. And then I hear a cat go, meow! I'm like, what the fuck just happened? This is like, you know, 7.30 in the morning, right? Okay. I'm like, somebody shoot a cat? Like, <laughs> I, was like, I was so fucking confused, right? And then all of a sudden I hear, Burr! 
And then, I'm like, huh? I was like, what? That's a weird fucking sound. And then the lights in our house just go flicker. And then, you know, they stay on. But they flickered hella hard, right? I'm like, oh shit, dude, like a transformer blew up. And then I was like, yo, how the fuck did that cat make that transformer blow up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I get out of the bathroom and I go to the other room over there. And I'm standing there and I hear the same and then there was like a flash of light. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? So I go out to the master bedroom window where you can like look out over the neighborhood. And I'm just <laughs> seeing like columns of smoke rising from different points in the neighborhood. And then as I was watching it, I'm just like, oh, I just, Transformers were blowing up. Like, okay. Within wow. the span of, of like, I don't know. Dude, within the span of like two minutes, I saw five blow, like at least five blew up. Like two very <laughs> close to our house. And I'm just like, what is fucking happening, right? And my dad comes upstairs, and he's just, like, hearing all this shit, seeing what's happening. He goes, do we live in fucking Beirut? <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, seems like that, dude. So all these Transformers are blowing up and shit, and I was like, okay, well, time to check the Tesla app on the Tesla Home. Sure enough, we are being self-powered right now, and it's off the grid. The grid was X'd. Right? Yeah. Meaning because the grid is the grid is off. off yeah, the grid the grid just took a damn shit. All the other neighbors <laughs> and all that stuff, nobody had power except for yeah. one our neighbor across the street who also has Tesla home. So it was like yeah. us and him the, the whole and the power was gone to like nine p.m. that day. All day we were on solar. Then by the time the sun set, basically the house is being powered by the battery, and yeah. we lasted the whole time till about nine nine thirty without. This otherwise you would have had no power the whole day, yeah. and the thing is we carry out our day as as we normally do. Like yeah. maybe we won't run like the dishwasher or the laundry machine because those actually suck a lot of power. But I had the PC on, the phones were charging, people were using the microwave. Like what I'm trying to say is that's renewable as shit. Yeah, if they could just give up these power conglomerates. PG&E, Southern California Edison, whoever the fuck Never else it happening, is. Never happening, dude. Never yeah. happening. So all you, all you people who are green tree, like, let's make a public service announcement. Just because you buy a Tesla doesn't mean your dick is turning green tomorrow, okay? <laughs> so you didn't save a penguin's life. A polar bear will not drown in the ocean today because of you. In fact, it will continue to happen because your precious electricity... And your battery and all that shit still comes from the same source. Unless we go, like, personal fucking energy. Like, everybody in their own house makes their own energy kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Bob's got solar. Bill's got fucking wind electricity. Sarah Everyone's made a dam. different, dude. Yeah, Sarah made yeah, a dam. You know, she lived I'm, next to... I'm <laughs> going to have a freaking water wheel, dude. There you go, dude. Renewable at-home energy is the way to go. Yes. And then you'll actually be Greenpeace. Yes. Good. How did we that, get here again? I don't remember. I was trying to get it. <laughs> I was trying, trying, trying to circle it back there. What the fuck was I talking about? Anyway, but yeah. Fuck you, Tesla. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's go to our break. <laughs> All right. Time for our break. As always, you can check us out at thecurbsidepodcast.com. There you'll find links to all of our stuff, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn. Find links to all our socials. It's the Curbside Podcast everywhere except Twitter, which is CurbsidePod. That's email to us on YouTube. Oh, and email yeah, the God damn it. The email. We have 778 subscribers right now. You finished? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep chewing this beef jerky, otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. The Curbside <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Got it out. Got it out there. And it's time for the bop, bop, bop. <laughs> I was anticipating my ride. I was anticipating this segment since Jeffrey sent us a snap of this monstrosity you guys are about to see. 
<laughs> so um, this is so this is the sh- part of the show where we go over uh, owners who have modified their cars very well to fit the Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, eBay Motors type deal. Uh, except this time, I did not find this find on um, the the on this find the this find found him. <laughs> yes, I was actually going to the gym and parked outside of this. I'll post a I'll post a video or a picture of it on our socials. If you're not watching the video version of it, this on YouTube. But uh, it, this is what I saw. Part. Why don't you just share what you see in this video here? It looks like a Toyota Avalon or Camry type deal with the roof. Fucking cut off in the most jank way possible. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'll give. It, it'll be okay if it's because the guy had rolled his car and uh, he's in no. the middle of fixing it. No, no, not because he wants. No, no, con- <laughs> no, dude. Who the fuck is gonna roll their car in the middle of fixing it? Yeah, let me just hit a bump a lift real quick. Like, who the shit does like? Nobody does that. Uh, you know, it's true because, like, none of the doors or anything were bent, right? It yeah. just looks like someone completely sawed off the top of this vehicle. Like, and the motherfucker parked it front and center. Yeah, and it's like he sawed it off at the windshield, sawed it off complete. The, the back is completely sawed off, dude. And it looks like it's been, like, I don't know how he plans and not just that, it's a shit job. Yeah. <laughs> that you can see where, like, you know, the, the fucking Dremel or whatever the shit it was he used, circular saw, where he used it. And <laughs> what's in the middle? Did he realize he needed some sort of, like, strengthening beam? Yes, dude. Or the car is going to fall around. No, no. You Actually, know why? Because no. you need a B-pillar, right? Oh, yeah. So the doors could close. This definitely puts a hole in your theory that this guy was in the middle of fixing it just because of the fact that that's there. <laughs> so it was intentional. Uh, I was. I, I, and his car's dirty. I, and the, you can see the dust inside, too. You know what I don't understand? There's a car called the Solara. If he wanted a convertible Toyota that looked like crap, buy a Solara. Is that Asian lady on the other side? Was she part of your, with you? Were you like, you know, do you know this person? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I was going to be like, even that person's looking at this being like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, that was all our reactions when we were walking past that. First thing I heard was like, what the? I'm like, what? I look up and I'm like, what the? (laughs) Maybe the only thing I will give credit to this guy is maybe he did it for that. He did it for the what the fuck, but it actually doesn't seem like he did it for the what the fuck. I think he, this guy was on some straight, like, crystal type shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, unfortunately, uh, that's not uh, for sale, so I can't give you a listing or price. Give him an offer price. he can't refuse. Yeah, <laughs> dude, so if, if, if that's your thing, go ahead and, uh, I don't know, look for a Toyota Camry with the roof cut off and be like, hey, can I have that? Or just go to the junkyard, cut your own roof off. One, two, bye. <laughs> What if it's a target top, dude? Like, he kept all the pieces for the roof he cut off, and then well, if it imagine. rains, dude. It's in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. with that out of the way, it's time for the news. All right. First bit of news I have for you today. Some quick electric car news. You know how I was saying that, you know, uh, I was looking forward to that one electric car that Cadillac was going to come out with? Yeah. What the fuck was it called again? The Celestic. That one, Celestic. yeah, that looks like a CN or CL, whatever the fuck. Yeah, dude, so, so it's finally revealed, and Cadillac revealed it on their YouTube page. I think that's all they did, right? They didn't release any specs, pricing, or whatever, but everyone says it's going to be around $300,000. Huh? Uh, it's going to be competing with not Mercedes, not not like Audi or BMW. It's going to be competing with Rolls-Royce and Bentley. It's a handmade, uh, there's only going to be like 50 of them, handmade uh, EV, and Cadillac's calling it the new standard of the world, uh, which was Cadillac's old slogan from way back in the day when they were making nice cars, and I like it. I like the way it looks real fancy. Only 50 of them. Probably, like 50 to 100. It's not going to be a lot of them. But I'm right. sure it's going to be, like, fully customizable. You guys could watch the video on Cadillac's YouTube page. It's, why uh, Why does a car company like Cadillac that mm. 
makes like fucking rental car company level. Oh man, that's that's fucked up. But <laughs> <laughs> like they can make average ass cars. Yeah. Why are they doing only fifty of these? Drop the price to about a hundred k. Make fifty thousand. No, because you need. Fuck, that looks nice. You need a flagship, right? You need a car that people strive towards, right? That people want and can only dream about. So when you see one. that, yeah. you'll buy the cheaper one because it's made by the same brand, right? Yeah. Like if everyone could buy this, then everyone's gonna have it, and it's gonna be like whatever. Yeah, but dude, that looks look, damn good. It's got. Big presence, and that's what Cadillac needed with is, this car. Is that big, actually what it's going to look big, like? I'm pretty sure this is what it's going to look like. Because there's nothing for really... Once, for once, Jeffrey. Yeah. Looks like a car that was designed as a concept that is actually a production car. Yeah, like, because honestly, like, it looks really concepty, but if you look at the interior, like, it looks wild, but none of this stuff... Is like stuff that wouldn't be plausible. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's not like concept interior kind of thing. Yeah, the leather looks real nice, dude. Like, and plus, if it's gonna be handmade, this stuff is gonna be, you know, doable in terms yeah, of leather. Yeah, yeah. The only other car that I would say holds the same kind of presence, where it's like, damn, dude, this could be like if you if Cadillac came out with this as a concept, yeah, kind of thing, is a Bugatti Chiron. Like a she, if you look at a Chiron, it looks like it could be a concept. This looks like the same thing, but it's production. It's yeah, same with I'm, the Chiron. Like, this is just... Okay, this is a prototype, like, but I would say this would be as close to production as it would, like... All this stuff, right, we've seen actually on the, the Lyric, the SUV, right? Like, this grill that lights up. And then, like, if you look at the interior of this car, there's, like, little, like, light-up bits in the wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that's already in the Lyric, Oh. So all of this stuff, I would say, would be pretty production ready, especially if this car is not going to be made in huge numbers. They don't have to worry about, I don't know, costs and speed and whatnot. That looks damn good, dude. It looks real good. Cadillac has been putting a concept like this out all the time, right? They're making, they made the Cadillac 16, the big giant V16 Cadillac. All these yeah. big, huge. They put out the Cadillac... El Mirage, they put out the Cadillac CL, CN, or CL, whatever, right? Yeah. They never made them. And Cadillac finally saying that they're going to make this one, it's going to bring this company, I would say, up a bit. <laughs> a How long have we been bit. doing this show for? Like two uh, years? Probably, yeah. I, from the very beginning, started saying, watch out for American cars <laughs> and American car companies. I said, I was like, watch the BMWs, the Germans, they're going to start to be left behind. And I'm being pro... If I, were, if I was a investing or a betting man, I should have put some money down on that statement. Yeah, no, I agree with you about that, that, especially when it comes to EVs, because, yeah. yo, dude, dude. I love that they chose red, too, for the interior. Yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah. a very classic, like, classic Cadillac, Cadillac interior yeah. color. It's so nice. Like, what's a Maybach in comparison to this? It ain't shit. But yeah, that's uh, that's the new Cadillac Celestic. I am looking forward to that one. I want it. I see it on the road. It's going to be great. And so the next bit of news that I am excited for is it is finally revealed the next generation Honda Civic Type R. I saw this. I thought it looked pretty freaking good. It looked dang good, dude. Yeah. It looks, it makes, you know, I like the last generation because it was wild. Yeah. But this, when it came out, it makes the last generation look, look absolutely old. ridiculous. Yeah. And old. Like completely, yeah, completely ridiculous. So this new Honda Civic Type R is a lot more toned down in terms of looks. And I think that's, I think that's good for the demographic because the demographic who, would have bought the last generation Honda Civic Type R was like probably like 21, 22, and now they're like 24, 27. Problem is, the, the, the 20, the, I, I disagree. Because <laughs> the, 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 the demographic that would have bought it, quote unquote, could not afford a Type R. That's true, exactly. But now that they could afford it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, now yeah. that they could afford it, now that they're, you know, at their cushy jobs, you, you don't you no longer have to pull up to like I don't know Google and Microsoft in your in your eight bit 
Gundam car. Now you could have a <laughs> like now you could have a proper looking car. So all the aero bits on this thing yeah. are actually functional. Like no none way. of it's fake this time. None of it's fake. And you know what my favorite thing is about this car? Yeah. Is last in the last generation, right? You know, the tires were a bit wider, so they had like stuck on fender flares. Yeah. Right? This is actually wider than the normal Civic. Really? But there are no um, stuck-on fender flares on this thing. They actually molded the, the fenders to be wider and also the back door of the Civic to be wider. I do like me the four-door big booty sedans, you know? Yeah, so this is going to have the big butt. Got it. So this is going to be wide. Uh, anyway, some specs on this. No specs have been released. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. But what we know is that Fahanda says this will be the most powerful, best handling Civic Type R ever made. So, which means it's going to be, well, I would say like more than 320 horsepower, I think was the one the last one made. It's going to handle better. Manual. manual. It only comes in a six speed manual. It's going to be a two liter turbo. And you know they have to do a good job with this one. You know why? Because this year. Is the fiftieth? I think believe the fiftieth anniversary of the Civic, the thirtieth anniversary of Type R, and the twenty-fifth anniversary of the Civic Type R. Oh shit! Yeah, so this, this they got it too. This is three anniversaries in one, and yeah, I think it looks really good. I really like. If I wasn't just trying to save up for like a Rivian, I would like to have this in my garage, dude. <laughs> like, like this would be nice. It's probably gonna have like twenty thousand dollar markup. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, but I like it. You think they'd ever I come like back it. with the S two thousand? No. 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 But here's the question: Why not? If they're still coming out with a Type R, because there's no, because po- I'm guessing that this is going to be the last hurrah for a Civic Type R. Like this is like this is going to be at least the last manual internal combustion? manual internal combustion Type R. Because what, the Type R comes out at like every like what, 5, 10 years, whatever yeah. the Civic gets re- redesigned. And five years from now, I don't see Honda coming out with the internal combustion Civic. I mean, they could. But they won't. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, uh, another cool thing about this, uh, as you can see, if you watch the video that Honda released on their, uh, their, their website, uh, everyone who's in charge of this, uh, the development of it, is Japanese. Hey, back to the days where Japanese sports cars were made by Japanese people. Yeah, because the NSX, the new one, is actually not Japanese, is it? The new NSX is an American car. Yeah. yeah. It's designed, built, engineered in America, in Ohio. Designed in California, built in Ohio. This um, is actually going to be built in Japan, and is the engineering team behind it is Japanese. Was the last Type R also American? I don't know. The last Type R was probably... Usually the Type R's, they're made, well, the, the ones, the Eurospec Type R's, which are the hatchbacks, they're made in Swindon in the, U, in the UK. The hatchbacks that we get here in the States are actually uh-huh. made in Indiana, but the Civic Type R specifically will be made in Japan. Damn, dude, are we true JDM, dude? Yeah, dude. JDM boys! So far, it holds the lap record for the fastest front-wheel drive car around Suzuka. Uh, they haven't done a Nürburgring time yet of it, but we know the last time the fact hey, the, do, the does anyone even it, care about that anymore? Let's let's go. Let's like, talking about all this stuff about performance and nobody cares. And you know, yeah, but you know, the last Civic Type R set the lap record around the Nürburgring for the uh, for the for front-wheel drive cars. It was beat by, I think it was a Renault Megane, but that was like a stripped-out track version of it yeah, with okay. no back seats. So we'll see how this one does. But yeah, if I had more money, I would actually really like that in my garage. Um, don't got much news, and the quality of the news may not be the uh, same as yours, but I have good news. Good news? The small news that I have, it is good news. Do you know those spam calls? Everybody gets them. Hi, we're calling you about your car's extended warranty. Yeah, dude. Yo, dude, like, I actually, because the first time I started getting those um, spam calls, my S2000 actually had an extended warranty (laughs) Uh on it. Uh And when I started getting those spam calls was actually when my warranty was running out. Right, so like <laughs> that actually like for a second got me until I started getting them every five yeah, minutes. Yeah. So good news, you may start getting fewer 
of these scam calls, and the FCC has decided to actually crack down on it. So the really? FCC, yeah, uh, is now cracking down on cell phone providers to actually implement measures so that these car warranty scammer type beat motherfuckers actually stop. They want the 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 the, the, the carriers to figure out on their end how customers cannot or receive very few amount of these calls and they have to propose and enable and actually show a plan to the FCC you know whatever they have working is working or not working and if they don't they can be hit by like a fine or some shit so Verizon AT&T T-Mobile watch out you know y'all best be on your game otherwise the FCC gonna come for your ass and apparently for the first time they actually named the fuckers who are responsible for this right so Uh apparently it's two main people are responsible for these SAM calls, Roy Cox Jr. and Aaron Michael Jones, and said their work was part of the Cox Jones Sumco Panama operation. This sounds like some two fucking... Like, you ever watch the movie War Dogs? No. Jonah Hill and fucking uh, Miles Teller? No. Alright, so it's like these two guys who like don't know jack shit become like warlords and like, like uh-huh. gun, gun smugglers, right? But they're basically nobodies, right? Yeah. This feels like one of those stories in the making, where there's these two fucking people that made this thing, and it became known as the Cox Jones Sumco Panama Operation, <laughs> and they in they started this in like at least 2018, and ramped up operations in 2020 when it purchased a list of 500,000 numbers from 229 area codes, so that it could. Uh, the calls can appear to come from the area code you live in. You know, like, my, I've already solved this problem on my own, and oh. it's just not picking up my phone at all. <laughs> nice, from a, Like, honestly, like, if I get a yeah. phone call from a number that doesn't have a contact info in my yeah. phone, it's not getting picked up. See, I used to think the same way, too, that I realized the way at least my work happens, I sometimes do get calls from people I don't know. Yeah, no, honestly, I think I've met some important calls because yeah. of that. But at least I don't have to be pestered for my car's extended warranty. See, see, I'm the opposite of that. That I think, okay, I'll pick up the unknown number, and I'm thinking it is a scam call. And if it is, I just hang up. So True, but that sounds like a work. Is it really, though? It's just slide, ear, close. <laughs> Versus doing nothing. But what if you miss a call? They'll leave a message if it's important. Yeah, I don't think anybody leaves a damn message these days. Um, yeah, the, the scam callers do. <laughs> do they really? Yeah, no. Oh, they yeah. leave a message. They leave a message, and it's always like they. they it starts before the beep. Uh, but yeah, so if you do actually have extended warranty, and you are expecting a phone call about it, but you're not sure because it's, it's afraid of the scammers, hopefully soon that will not be your concern anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Like. So now your concern will just be, you know, about your student loans and your solar energy and your, like, They'll I find don't know, a new scam. Like, you know, they'll find like a new scam. The, how the IRS is after you because you haven't yeah. paid your taxes and stuff, stuff like that. The best is also, like, of course, uh, have you ever dealt with this? If you're selling something on Craigslist, like car or like yeah. PC part or something, you know, I love, this is, this is one of my favorite ones. We were selling the RX-8, and I saw this one a few more times after that, selling it, like, other stuff. And yeah. it go, they go... Is your car still... And they make it sound legit. Like, is your car still for sale? He goes, yeah, it's still for sale. He goes, okay, and how you're, is, it, uh, is that your like final offer or whatever? And he goes, you're like, yeah, you know, that's... My my asking is what I'm asking. So yeah. he gets you back with, I will buy your car. And so at that point, it seems legit. Like, you're actually interacting with them and all that stuff. I will. I would love to buy your car, and I will pay you $5,000 over your asking price if you could ship it out to me. I'm in the military, and I'm on base in, like, fucking, like, Georgia or some shit like that, right? Uh-huh. And I cannot leave. Uh, if you can ship it to me, I will pay you, like, 5000 over. And please advise of your, you know, payment information or whatever. And you're just like, what the fuck? And apparently that's a legit, like, scam kind of thing. Yeah, where, no, like... Dude, like selling a normal car, if it's not like a sports car or whatever, like a yeah. like a, a collector's car or whatever, selling a normal car on Craigslist is such a hassle because you get yeah. so many of those scams, like like scam after scam, like oh promote it on this website, like oh is this car for sale? Well, if it is, you should promote it on this whatever. 
or we'll buy your car or whatever. Like, they're all scams, except I think I, the, I got what I thought was a scam, but turns out wasn't because I didn't, it, it wasn't really big at the time. But uh-huh. I got a call, I got an email from Shift. Okay. You know, the company Shift yeah, that yeah, sells yeah, used yeah. cars. Yeah. Like, they were like, we'll buy your car for this price. Oh, you thought it was a scam? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's a scam. And they're like, shoot, I should have done that, dude. It was uh, Shift. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, so these scam calls are, uh, they're going to be- become less. We'll see. They'll just end up throwing a break through your window with a paper tied to it saying, we're warning you about your your car's extended warranty. Anyways, uh, thank you for uh, listening to the Curbside Podcast at thecurbsidepodcast.com. If you want to check us out, you can go to thecurbsidepodcast at gbelt.com. There you'll find uh, all your links to uh, information about your car's extended warranty. Uh, uh, or, I mean, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you'll find links to all of our Spotify, Twitcher, Twitcher. Twitcher! Again with the Twitcher, dude. <laughs> Twitcher. Uh, Spoodin. Like, what the hell are you about to Spoodin say? And, and Opal Podcast, dude. Uh, you could cast, we could catch us on, catch us on uh, you book and Jesus, are you having a stroke? Do you smell burnt toast, Jeffrey? Do you smell burnt toast? Uh, the Curbside Podcast everywhere on our socials except cur- Twitter, which is Curbside Pod. That was the biggest <laughs> struggle I have ever seen you go through to get through that. What do I do again? Oh, yeah. Kid Dope, thank you. Intro, outro to the show. Fast Cards, Wild Hearts. The Curbside Podcast a- and Gmail.com. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> What's going on, dude? At all, as always, my name is Jeff. I'm Parth. Oh, dude, I forgot what? to tell you. Yeah. I forgot to tell you. We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended oh, warranty. Oh, yeah? You think so? <laughs> well, I'll buy, uh, I'll, I'll buy your car's extended warranty or that you're trying to sell me, and I'll pay you $5,000 over it if you could ship it to the Army base in uh, Georgia. Yeah. Anyway, uh, remember, drive safe and Imagine life is too short. Imagine scamming each other. Like, wait, just think about that for one second. Like, if you could take, like... This guy scamming you here, and this guy scamming you here, and you just conjoin that conversation. Oh, dude, yeah, dude. No, you should get, that's what you should do. Like, if you get scam calls, like, call back a scam number and just, like, put them, like, merge the call and leave. Yeah. No, don't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> oh, you wanna, the call. You, you want to listen what's happening. <laughs> Anyways, remember, drive safe, and life is too short to drive boring cars. Don't forget about your warranty. Let's go,